late, ladies and gentlemen. He's Rudolph. She's Clarice. I'm Hermie the Elf. No, wait, that ain't it. He's the abominable snowman. She's Mrs. Claus, even though she hates Christmas. And I'm Yukon Cornelius. No, that ain't it either. This ain't Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Vikings report to a Ted. Drewster, how are you? On Sunday, December 4th, Burl Ives again tells the exciting new story of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Great choice for the night, Ted. I know it is. Fantastic <laughs> choice. Right? Ruby thinks it's a dumb show, but... Probably didn't like Christmas. Probably celebrate some Satan equivalent holiday. And it's funny because I don't celebrate Christmas. <laughs> Great bouncing iceberg. <laughs> Happy winter solstice, you heathen. It's been the longest running Christmas premiere, special, whatever you want to call it, since 1964, Ted. Maybe the first to say, silver and gold, <laughs> silver and gold. Who sang that? For lives. Very good. Yes, he did. You know what? They made Burl Ives was a narrator in that thing, right? Yep. They made the snowman to look like Burl Ives. Oh, excuse me. Call me Sam. What's the matter? Haven't you ever seen a talking snowman before? Yes, they did. That thing came out a year before I was born. I still watch it. I mean, it's, it's always been interesting to me. Well, it got really interesting in the 80s when I found weed and whiskey. Woohoo! <laughs> Nothing. Ruby, how are you? Toots, what do you think of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer movie? You know what really sucks is I have somewhere in storage a recording of me at like three years old singing it, and it's so adorable, but there's no way I'm going to be able to find it. But yeah, the movie sucks. <laughs> it's not! It's, it's not! It's, it's so like stupid! <laughs> so you think an elf wanting to be a dentist is dumb, do you? I don't know. Huh. Maybe I've become like the Grinch or something. I just, the holiday season is not for me. <laughs> Banish you to the island of misfit toys is what we'll do to you. I'm the official sentry of the island of misfit toys. We're carrying on the December theme here, Ted, and we're carrying it on for the Vikings. Yeah, we are. We're 10 and 3 coming off that horrible loss to the Lions, but we are still 10 and 3. We got a big preview coming up tonight. I'm looking forward to the show. You doing okay? I'm doing good, yeah. Unlike the communists within our group, I like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Great show. <laughs> the big abominable snow guy. <laughs> so, like, when those shows came out, when you were a kid, you didn't have an on-screen TV guide. You didn't have YouTube. You couldn't watch these shows whenever you wanted to. You had to look in the TV guide, and it gave you the entire week's TV programming. And if you didn't find out what day shows like Rudolph and the Charlie Brown Christmas and Year Without Santa, all those shows, Frosty the Snowman, all of them. And they usually had them kind of all within the same week or within a couple days right before Christmas. You had to wait until next year. And it was like absolutely devastating. It was soul crushing. And that's probably what happened to Ruby, which is why she hates him now. Because <laughs> she missed him a couple times when she was a kid. And so she, she just like turned full heel. Like Hogan went when he went from Hogan to Hollywood Hogan, I don't know. Yeah, so like like Drew said, we got a big show coming up tonight. Before we do, uh, we're going to run a quick promo about Purple Pain Forums and our website, vikingsreport.com. Ruby, if you go ahead and play that for us, please. So, look, we got a big show tonight. We got Vikings NFL news. We got hashtag nobody cares about your fantasy team. We got our Super Toe Challenge. We got our preview. We got trivia. But before we get going, purplepainforums.com. Purple Pain Forums, that is the, like, the best minnesota vikings chat room around it's better than social media like you just get so much crap on social media just these negative trollish comments you don't find any of that over on purple pain forums 
Funky Town and Dan Chad do a great job of moderating that board. And it's not just Vikings talk. It's college football talk. It's stuff that's not even really the sports you can talk. You can talk politics there if that's your thing. But it's well-moderated. It's very respectful debate. A lot of great folks there. Great original content. Great contests. PurplePainForums.com. Go check it out. The other site we'd like you to check out is VikingsReport.com. Our website has links to all of our social media accounts, links to Purple Pain Forums, sections in the webpage for all of our contests. You can see the latest updated standings for Nobody Cares About Your Fantasy Team and Super Toe Challenge. Just a great site. Ruby's done a hell of a job getting that all set up. If you want to see the Vikings Report Vault, go check that out. And you can see what prizes are available. We give away prizes at the end of each live show we do. We got a link to our Zazzle page where if you, you want to buy a coffee mug or a travel mug, you can do that as well. So VikingsReport.com, go check that website out. So those are our two websites. Head on over to Purple Paint Forums. It's a great site. Head on over to our site. You can enter your contest entries there every week as well. We got a big show. We got some injury news we got to talk about. We got to talk about the Vikings defense. From there, we got Nobody Cares About Your Fantasy Team, our Super Toad Challenge. We got our big preview with the Colts coming up this Saturday. And then we got Drewster's Millions and our uh, award-winning trivia segment. But before we get going, Drew, what time is it? <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a dentist. Ted? Yeah. I'm cooler than you are. So why don't you fix your little reindeer problems and light this candle? He's right. Won't you guide my sleigh tonight and light this candle? <laughs> I can't say it. <laughs> We're so dumb. No, do not resume the Rudolph the Reindeer movie. I'd like to be a... Uh... A dentist. All right, I'm cooler than you are. Why don't you fix your little problems and light this candle? He's right. Let's light this candle. He surely is. Light the candle. Yes. Resume the countdown. <laughs> <laughs> what why she hates it so much? I don't know. I don't hate it. You just said you don't like <laughs> it. <laughs> Stupid. It is kind of dumb, but I love the dumbness of it. Oh. <laughs> well, if you look at it, I mean, like, that show could not be made today because look how Rudolph's dad just is like just a complete jackass. Made, made him paint his nose black. <laughs> You'll like it and wear it. Oh, but daddy. <laughs> made him change his appearance saying he's a loser. That wouldn't be allowed today. All the other reindeer kids are making fun of him. <laughs> Look at you, you red-nosed goober. <laughs> I mean, it's like <laughs> we were raised at a different time, man. There's just no way they'd make that movie today. Oh, God. Anyways, so Vikings news. Look, last week, the Vikings lost to Detroit. They were down a couple of key players, Harrison Smith, Christian Derrissaw, Garrett Bradbury. But it looks like those guys are on track. I would be shocked if they don't play. They better. We don't have any more left tackles, Ted. Yeah, because Blake Randall, during that game, tore his MCL. Not his ACL, tore his MCL. It looks like he'll be out about four weeks, but he should be back in time for the playoffs to be a backup, and that's good. The Vikings need these guys back, Drew. Yeah, they do. And we talked about it as far back as before the even season even started. After the draft, we were talking about how keeping the starters, keeping them active was a big part of this team because they're going to suffer if they start losing guys. So Yeah. And that offensive line needs a bounce-back game. This is going to be a big preview we're going to do with the Colts because this is the first game on the schedule, Ted, when I think this is a game you 100% can't lose. Right. 
all of them up till now have been, you know, at Washington, you think you should win, but you'd understand it. This is the one, if they blow this game, they got a problem. Not only can't lose, but should win comfortably. Sure. If we're playing the Colts and it's 20 to 20 in the fourth quarter, that's a problem. This is a team you got to run out of the stadium. That's going to be made harder, however, by the Minnesota Vikings defense. I got a statistic for you. I got some numbers I'm going to throw out at you. Okay. Chris Thomason tweeted this out. Vikings beat reporter for St. Paul Pioneer Press. At the conclusion of the Sunday loss to the Lions, the Minnesota Vikings earned the dubious honor of becoming the worst defense in the NFL. They are giving up 403.7 yards a game. Moving past Detroit, who is now 31st, passed in the wrong direction. This is what Kevin O'Connell said about his defense of misfit toys. It's a combination of some things, yeah. but I think we need to take a look at what we can do to potentially help our guys to be in position to make more plays, be a little bit more aggressive possibly, but ultimately I think we need to generate more of a pass rush, however we do it, and then just try to limit explosive plays. And that's what that looks like. It's a variety of things, but I think if we're going to do our jobs effectively, we got to take a look at it to try and improve our football team. And that quote was from Kevin O'Connell out of a, I pulled that out of a Will Raggett's SI.com article. So, thoughts on that comment? A lot of coach speaking there. You know, he doesn't want to go too overboard and really point fingers at players or anything, but he's saying what pretty much we all know. I think the Vikings' lack of aggressiveness on both sides of the ball is costly, not just the defense, but I think offensively they're not aggressive enough. They're too conservative. Yeah. For that comment, I really don't know what else you can expect him to say at that point. He said the right things, and it's kind of a contrast to, well, we just need to play better. You know, we've heard, or we'll go look at the tape and and make corrections. We need to play better. We need to play better. A lot of people are calling for Ed Donatel to be fired, or at a minimum, take the defensive play calling responsibilities away from him. Are you in favor of either of those things? Okay, Ted, listen, every time something happens with a player or a coach, the fans want the next guy in there. If Mike Pettin was the defensive coordinator and Donatel was the advisor, they'd want Donatel in there. Mm-hmm. Unlike the Colts, we're not going to bring Matt Burke in to be our head coach. But <laughs> you know what gets me too is he's an assistant head coach. That's his title. Mm-hmm. He's also a defensive consultant. Am I wrong? You are not wrong. So if he's consulting with the defense, isn't he already part of the problem with Donatel? I would agree. Yes. Come on. So I'm not going to jump on that. I need to fire him and get the other guy in there because most of that's an emotional reaction from fans. Yes. Get anybody. They'll take anybody in there. And like I said, if the roles were reversed, they'd want Donatel in there. Things are going poorly, but there are some things you could do to fix it. And there are some different options to go over at this point. But we got to remember, they're a 10-3 and team. They're four games away from the end of the regular season. Donatel's not getting fired. If there's going to be a change, it's going to be in the offseason. Yes or no answer only. Will Ed Donatel be the defensive coordinator of the Minnesota Vikings next year? No. Phil Parker from Iowa. That's my choice. I'm not sure about defensive play calling responsibility change. O'Connell has hinted at, look, we got to do something to create more pressure. I mean, you've got two great pass rushing dudes on either end. The Vikings switched to a 3-4. They did. The the reason they switched to a 3-4 is you can do a lot more with it. You can be more creative. You can be explosive. And you you can confuse the offense by coming at them from different areas and doing a lot of variations. It's more than the 4-3. So the Vikings thought, beginning of the year, we're going to get this rolling. It's not working. 
I would say right now, switch it to the 4-3. Get Hunter and Smith rushing the quarterback. They should be rushing the quarterback every down. That's their job. That's what they're good at. For those that say they're in the 3-4 now, they run. If you watch the Vikings, they're in 4-3 sets. Their base defense is 3-4. But when teams are playing, you know, 3-4 wide receiver sets, they're playing at variation of nickel-dime, and they will have four down linemen, and Daniil Hunter will be one of those four down linemen. Exactly. Something needs to be switched up. First off, you're not going to do a real big coaching change. You're not going to go find any players. You're not going to pick up a couple guys off the free agent scrap heap that make you the 85 Bears. Not going to happen. You are who you are at this point. You have to work with the personnel you got. The only thing that's going to save it is a scheme change. Even if you change the scheme, you're not going from 32nd to 3rd. I would think 21-22 at this point would be a major win. I would try to switch it to a 4-3, at least mix that in. And also, Ted, how about the 5-2? Who would be your two guys at the linebackers? It would be Kendricks and Hicks, but I would rotate in Asamoah. The 3-4 was made to be creative. We switched to a 3-4, but we're not doing any of that. They're staying in a shell defense. I wouldn't abandon the 3-4 completely. I don't think you could just install a new defense right now. And Donatel's a 3-4 guy. But you can run a lot more. Four three looks and sets. What I would do, I would get Brian Asimov on the field as often as I could because Eric Kendricks has just lost a step. Two years ago, Eric Kendricks, if a guy's running laterally, Eric Kendricks is going to get to him before he's made any significant yardage. That's not happening this year. Guys are able to, to turn the corner on the edge and they're getting upfield. Things are not changing for the Vikings. They have got to change it up. They need to blitz a lot more than they are. And look, you say, well, the Vikings defensive backs can't cover right now. You want to put them one-on-one on an island? Well, okay, if they can't cover anybody now, they're not going to cover anybody if you're blitzing. So at least if you're blitzing, you may be able to put pressure on somebody. And a guy like Matt Ryan, he's about as mobile as this stinking coffee cup right here. So he could at least make a quarterback hurry their throw, make them uncomfortable in the pocket, Make them get off their mark. And the Vikings aren't even doing that with the opposing quarterbacks. Every quarterback we play looks like a quarterback taking on a, a high school team. Yeah. They're not even playing a 3-4 because they're not doing it correctly. I don't know what this defense is called. Island of Misfit Toys is what it's called. It's the Island of Misfit Toys, Ted. But <laughs> somehow they have to pressure the quarterback. So, yeah, that's kind of where it is with the Vikings defense. They've got four weeks to try and figure something out. Yes. And then they're going to get to the playoffs. If they're giving up 400 yards a game, in the playoffs, they're not going to go very far. They're, they're just not. The defense has got to get better. All right, that is the Vikings news for this week. Now it's our Nobody Cares About Your Fantasy Team and Super Toe Challenge segment. Ruby is going to put our fantasy team for the weeks up on the board. You can select your team in the comments down below, or you can go over to our website, vikingsreport.com, and put your fantasy team selection of the week there. Same for the Super Toe Challenge. Comments down below, or head on over to vikingsreport.com. Oh, I see how it is. Right when my team wins, we're not going to go over any of that. We're just going to move on to the next. Okay. It's my first win in three months, Ted. Give me some credit. If you pick Drew's team, you finally won last week. I won that and Super Toe. You're right. Drew did. So, yeah, congratulations. Well done. <laughs> All right. So we're back. Drew, I think our on-scene reporter is ready to go. Hello, everybody. Robert W. Fonsworth here. This week, I'm battered and bruised purple warriors return home to the killing machine. The 
bread killing machine to this U.S. Bank Stadium to take on Matt Ryan. Jeff, don't call me Friday, it's Saturday. And the despicable Indianapolis Colts. Will the Vikings win the division or will they get bucked off the horse? We'll find out. Thanks, Robert. All right, like you said, look, the Vikings return home with a chance to clinch the division. They're still sitting at the number two seed in the NFC, but 49ers are hot on their trail. They've got to win this game to calm a lot of nerves in Vikings land. Yeah, they have to. This is a must, must, must win. Vikings are sitting at 10-3. and three. The Colts got 4-8-1, and one, and they hired Jeff Saturday midseason. I don't know. That, that team is a mess, dude. They are not good. I've watched them a few times this season, and they are a team – Man, going in a bad direction. Yeah, so Ruby's going to put up our big board. It's our tribute to the old NFL Today pregame show on CBS with Brent Musburger and Jimmy the Greek Snyder. We've changed our categories a little bit, but they're still largely the same from back in the day. And as always, we start with quarterback and we finish with intangibles. <laughs> quarterback, look, are you picking Matt Ryan over Kirk Cousins? <laughs> I mean, come on, because if you are this show, we're just dumb. If this guy gets in a groove and beats us, we got a serious problem on our hands because he's – yeah. 13 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. He's not anything of what he used to be. There's no way you give the, any kind of check mark to Matt Ryan over Kirk Cousins. No. Matt Ryan's inability to accurately throw the ball is only matched by his immobility in the pocket. He was an MVP, but that was, what, seven, eight years ago, whatever it was when he was, when he was with the Falcons. I still remember people were kind of floating the idea of Matt Ryan as like a stopgap guy for the Vikings if they were to move on from Kirk Cousins. I, I'm pretty sure we're all happy that didn't happen. I'm picking Kirk Cousins. It's not It's not even a close comparison. I thought Cousins had a great game last week, even though he lost. I thought he did, too. Yeah. Drewster, what about the running game? This is about as simple as it gets for Ed Donatel with this team. This is as simple a game plan as he should have the whole season. Because it's all about Jonathan Taylor, what he's going to do. He is make or break for the team. You got a key on him. If you shut him down, you're going to walk to a victory. Because they really don't have anything else. They only score 16 points a game. It's all about Jonathan Taylor. I think Cook seems to be in a little bit of a funk. But not a slump. Maybe a funk. And I think this week, Dalvin Cook gets back on track and has a Dalvin Cook game. I really do. He's only had two 100-yard rushing games on the season, Ted. Mm -hmm. But he's had three games of 90-plus. I think he goes over 100 this week. Watch him do it. Check mark to the Vikings running game. Neither one of these running games are good. The Vikings are 27th in yards. The Colts are 26th. Let me throw this little ditty out at okay. you, Drew okay. Bunning. In the last five weeks, this is posted by Alec Lewis. I think he's the new beat writer for the Vikings from The Athletic. 33.9% of the Vikings runs have gone for zero yards or negative yards. Oh, my God. That's the worst stat I've heard all season. One-third of their runs have gone for zero or negative yards. And they also rank in 31st in yards before contact. So how far does a running back get before he's initially hit by the opponent? That's half a yard. Now, the Eagles, by comparison, have averaged 2.99 yards before contact. So the Eagles are getting three yards before anybody from the defense hits their running back. The Minnesota Vikings are getting half a yard. They're not opening up any gaps. When you have a backup center going, you still have, on the right side, a pretty good run blocker in Ed Ingram and Brian O'Neill. On the left side, you got Ezra Cleveland and Blake Brandle before he got hurt, who's pretty decent as a run blocker. While you're running it right behind Schlotman, when he hasn't really played any meaningful football all season was kind of baffling. I mean, look, we talked about Garrett Bradbury. He looks like he's going to be back as well. I think with Derrissaw and Bradbury coming back, the Vikings O-line's finally going to be healthy for the first time in 
three weeks, a month, whatever it is. So I'm going to give the Vikings the edge here, but they better show me something early in the running game. And if they don't, then just abandon it. That's how I feel. That's that's what I think. Their running game has been about as effective as their screen pass game. And look, if they both suck, don't do it. When my kids were little, they do something and say, Dad, that hurt. Well, don't do that then. Whatever it is, whatever it is causing you pain, don't do it. It's like grabbing that hot pot on the stove, yeah. burning, your, burning your hand, and then five minutes later grabbing it again. Yeah. I'm going to give this to the Vikings, but I, I mean, look, it's not by a whole lot. I'm with you. If it's not working, abandon it. But adjustments, offensively and defensively, is something we don't seem to be doing. Yeah. It's almost like when you're watching the game. I told Tunes during the game, Detroit's got a punt. It seems like we're like Canadian football on offense. We have two downs because we waste yeah. the first one every drive. It sure seems like that, yeah. They waste a lot of downs, the yeah. Vikings. All right, receiving game. Look, I hate to bust on my boy Paris Campbell, Ohio State alum, one of the Colts wide receivers, Alec Pierce. Michael Pittman's another guy. I never even heard of their tight ends before. Look, their offense sucks. TJ Hawkinson would be wide receiver two on the Colts. That's how bad their receiving game is. Paris Campbell has more holes in his game than Paris Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I got nothing with that. I got nothing. Got nothing. Probably that school he went to. The Kirk Cousins and his receivers combination of Matt Ryan and his receivers is, it's not even comparable. The Vikings right. have such a big advantage here. It's the Vikings. The Vikings get the check mark here. I think this is the first game where I'm going to call them the big four. I got a better name for it. The four Norsemen. Ooh. Jefferson, Thielen, Osborne, and Hawkinson. This is the Ooh. first time they've all four had really good games. You know what they had, Ted? What? 29 catches. 403 yards and two touchdowns between those four guys. That's pretty good. But when you have that, you shouldn't have seven points in the third quarter. You shouldn't. No, no, you should Everything you just said, leaps and bounds past the Colts, and uh, they should get the big check mark this week. Even though the yeah. Colts are third in pass defense, but Vikings are still, their receivers are much better than the Colts. What about offensive line, Amigo? Getting Darren Saw and Bradbury back, that's huge for the Vikings. You yeah. need to get the offense back on track. They've been kind of getting pummeled the last two weeks. That's what she said. Colt. <laughs> Colts were down their last game. They were down their right tackle. They had Dennis Kelly filling in for Braden Smith at right tackle. They had a bye last week. I'm talking about the game when they played Dallas. Mm -hmm. They gave up 54 to Dallas. That was a close game until the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was. They'll be running Taylor behind the Hall of Fame guard, Quentin Nelson. We all know that. But I think the Vikings get the check mark with the offensive line with guys returning. And they're at home. Won't be getting as many false start penalties. But uh, they need a bounce back game because they the do. Lions were manhandling them, dude. They do, yeah. I'm giving it to the Vikings. So you, you do the PFF comparison between the Vikings offensive line and the Colts offensive line. Even Ezra Cleveland grades out better than his counterpart on the left side, Quentin Nelson. Nelson's showing about a 68. Really? Yeah, Cleveland's a 73. Derrissaw's back. Bradbury's back. I think these guys, and they, like you said, they have something to prove. I think they're going to come out pissed off, and they're going to have a good game. I'm, I'm picking the Vikings O-line here. So let's move on to the other side of the football, defensive line. Got your boy Quiddy Pay from Michigan over there. And he's a pretty good player. The other defensive end is former Minnesota Vikings legend Yannick Ngakwe. Remember all the years and memories we have? Oh, that guy? I mean, you just can't. They're so voluminous. I can't think of one single highlight that stands up because they all just jumble together in a big mess. I don't know what voluminous means. <laughs> the best 55-game memory span of any Viking we've ever had, I think. <laughs> Yeah. Not 55 games, 55 days. Sorry. Days. Yeah, 55 plays maybe even. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to give the edge to the, the Colts here. Grover Stewart is good. DeForest Buckner, I think, is a, a really good young player coming along. 
and the Vikings, I like Phillips. I like Tomlinson. They struggled, man. The Vikings defensive line has struggled. I'm going to give the edge to the Indianapolis here, but I think the Vikings defensive line has a chance to have a very good game on Sunday against the Colts offensive line. The Vikings defensive line has to show me something. They do. Before they get the check mark. And the reason I'm going to give a check mark is the guys you just mentioned, I mean, Pay, Buckner, and Ngakwe have 18 and a half sacks between them. Mm-hmm. They may not be good against the run, which they aren't against the run, but they are good at pressuring the quarterback. Yeah. And how do you beat the Vikings? Pressure the quarterback. Yes. And they get really good at the interior pressure with Buckner. That could present a problem with the Vikings. That's really the only hope that the Colts have is that they can stymie our offense. So they do put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. They still give up 126 yards on the ground. That should play right into the Vikings' hands. But got to give the Colts a defensive line right down to a man because the Vikings haven't shown me enough on the D-line. They haven't. What about linebacker? The great Shaq Leonard, formerly known as Darius Leonard, is on IR. He was the best defensive player on their team. Zaire Franklin, Ted, he's no slouch. 131 combined tackles this season, averaging 10 a game. Okurake and EJ Speed are pretty average guys. I'm still giving my checkmark to the Vikings, thinking that they got to try some different schemes, and I think this week they will come through as a linebacking core and have a big game. I think Hunter and Smith will get on track. Vikings get my checkmark at linebacker. I'm going to give it to the Colts. The Vikings linebackers, they've been slow to the point of attack. They're not moving well laterally. They're not great in coverage. When they do blitz, they're not getting home. I don't think they're, they're putting a whole lot of pressure on. That's one of the reasons I'd like to see Brian Osamoa mixed in the lineup a little bit more, get him some, some playing time to see what he can do. I really think his future is bright. If you put the Colts front seven and the Vikings front seven and swap them, the Vikings have a Pretty good defense, I think. The Vikes' defense frustrates me, so maybe this is more out of emotion than anything. Let me get my check to the Colts here. Great, great point. That's totally fair, Ted. Secondary. I'm never giving the check mark to the Minnesota Vikings again for the rest of the season in their secondary because they're absolute trash. I think they just are. This is a pretty fast one, Ted. Colts' yeah. pass defense is third in the NFL. Yeah. So if they get pressure on Cousins and combine that with the third best pass secondary, we are going to have trouble moving the ball, which we need to. But not with a good game plan. If we game plan right, we'll be okay. Isaiah Rogers is a guy. He is a stud for the Colts. I would take him on the Vikings in a heartbeat. They only give up 188 yards a game through the air. Yeah. yeah. And in today's football, that's not a lot. That's not a lot at all. The, the Vikings are their third in pass defense. The Vikings are dead last, giving up 100 more at 288 a game. How am I supposed to give my check mark to the Vikings? I can't. Yeah, Colt, can't. Colts get the check mark at secondary. All right, red zone. I think this one is the Vikings pretty convincingly. They're 11th in offense, 22nd defense. Their red zone defense has come up pretty substantially the last month. They were dead last in the NFL. They've climbed 10 spots in the last three or four weeks, whatever it is. Conversely, the, the Indianapolis Colts, they have trouble moving the ball between the 20s, but at least when they get in the red zone, they can't score. They're 27th in the NFL in red zone <laughs> offense. For us. Yeah, the Colts' defense is actually pretty good, but if you get inside the red zone against them, you're probably going to score a touchdown. They're 29th in the NFL in red zone defense. Check mark to the Vikes here. Yeah, Colts suck in the red zone. <laughs> they do. 27th offense, 29th on defense. They're like UConn Cornelius licking that pot, licking that, <laughs> that, trying to find the goal. Yeah. It's a big reason they only score 16 points a game because they have no red zone offense. This could yeah. check mark to the Vikings based on talent. I mean, look yeah. at the talent. Look at the difference of talent on the offensive side. Vikings should not be settling for field goals in this game. I, I hope they don't. Special teams. I think three weeks ago, you said Greg Joseph wasn't going to miss another kick. I said he wasn't going to miss another extra point. Oh, okay. He hasn't. No, he hasn't. The Colts, I mean, they got rid of Rodrigo Blankenship earlier in the year. They've just been kind of a 
a dysfunctional mess all year. And and it has spilled over to the special teams. They, they're on their second or third kicker. Their special teams are just okay. I'm giving my check mark to the Vikings here. Check mark to the Vikings all the way. Both teams are pretty close in the special team ranking. Vikings are 12th. I think the Colts are 19th. But yeah. the Vikings gave up that 35-yard punt return to Khalif Raymond that yeah. last week. And that was kind of like the one time they've been burned all season. But the coverage has been pretty good the whole rest of the time. Ryan Wright's been fantastic. And the kicking game's coming around. I'll point this up for a tasty tidbit. Indianapolis only has a 52% touchback rate on kickoff. Really? Which is, which is 25th in the league. You know wow. what that means? Kane Wangwu. Everybody get down tonight. Everybody Wang Chung tonight. Cuckoo! Cuckoo! <laughs> right on, Ted. <laughs> Wang Chung could take one back to the house. I got Vikings on the special team. Coaching. Come on, Ted. <laughs> what the hell are the Colts doing? I heard an ESPN analyst as a head coach. Yeah. KOC and his staff get the big check mark in this game. Yeah. O'Connell gets the check mark. The one thing I'll be very interested to watch. I don't know that this is the most important game of the year for them. I would argue after they got beat 40 to three by Dallas, coming back four days later and playing New England was probably the most critical point of the Viking season. After every single loss, though, so far, the Minnesota Vikings have responded in a very good way. Kevin O'Connell's had the team ready. They've looked good. They played well, at least the offense has, and they won coming out of a loss. So if he can do that this week, the Vikings will be in good shape. We've talked about the defense, and, and we've got issues with it. But when your owner, drunk, calls one of his buddies at 3 o'clock in the morning, hey, man, just fire Frank Reich. You want to be the coach, bro? That's exactly how that went down. Why well, don't I have a go sir? Jeffy, my boy, let's go on. What up, Jeffy? Don't, don't bullshit me. You want to be my coach? I see you on the Espen, buddy. You want to run the show? I mean, you know that's exactly what happened. We're so dumb. We are so stupid. Anyways, yeah. O'Connell. Intangible. I don't really have a lot of intangibles for this game. Uh, Indianapolis, like I said, they're really easy to game plan for. They're going to hand it to Jonathan Taylor if he gets first downs. They're going to keep the drive going. If they don't, they're going to punt. If the Vikings let Jonathan Taylor rush for 80 yards in the first half, I'm going to be pissed. That's the guy you key on. You make Matt Ryan beat you. Be aggressive on both sides of the ball. But the intangible is don't let the team that's already cashed it in come in and win. My intangible is the Vikings are at home. They're getting their they're two big injured offensive linemen back in here, Bradbury and especially Christian Derrissaw. Matt Ryan is not a guy that is going to make a play with his feet. I mean, he stands in the pocket like a statue. He's got just as many interceptions as he does touchdown passes this year. I think if the Vikings can bring even a little bit of pressure, Ryan's going to get rattled and he's going to make bad throws. He's done it all year. It's on tape. This is the thing. The Vikings know what they need to do to get Matt Ryan to cough up the ball. The question to me is, will they do it? I'm giving the intangibles the Vikings mainly for those factors and they're at home and I think they're going to come out pissed off. I would like to see them put together a complete game for once, just, just once, and win the division. They got a lot on the line. So... Intangibles to the Vikings. Intangibles to the Vikings. So that's a preview. Drew, why don't you give us a prediction of this game? Listen, Ted, I'm going to wrap this up really quick. Like Hermie the Elf wanted to be a dentist. The Vikings have to win this game. Like I said, first game on the schedule, when you look at it and go, they're, they're, now there's no way you could lose this game. You're facing a team who has a head coach who isn't a head coach. You're facing a team who has an offensive coordinator who isn't an offensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. Parks, Parks Frazier. Uh, you're facing a quarterback that's 100 years old 
in a former shell of himself who has as many touchdowns as interceptions. Same. And you're at home, for God's sakes. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. I mentioned the Colts offensive coordinator is named Frazier, Parks Frazier. I'm going to tell you, Ted, I'm going to predict this. I'm going to go with the old Howard Cosell call this week, Ted. Mm-hmm. Down goes Frazier! Down <laughs> goes Frazier! Down goes Frazier! That's what I'm calling this week. The Vikings defense will get it right this week. I'm expecting some subtle changes. This is the week, Ted. Yeah. This is the week the defense will do something different. Because O'Connell mentioned it in the press, we got to do something different. Yeah. So that's been said. That's going to happen. I'm expecting it to happen this week. If the Vikings can't win this game by at least 14, 17 points, I got them cakewalking this game. But I had them winning that against Detroit. So what do I know? Give me a game plan. All right. Let's let's gather around, kids. Let's get with the right Reverend Jones. What up, Rev? I've sort of hinted at it as we've gone through the preview. Kevin O'Connell, very early in his coaching tenure, but has proven that he can get the Vikings ready to play after a bad loss. Right. The Vikings are 2-0. and all. He has not had a two-game losing streak yet in his head coaching career. Knock on wood. He's had the team after they've suffered a bad loss and that Philly loss and that Dallas loss and this Detroit loss were all bad in different ways. They right. were all bad losses. But he's had them ready, and he's had them looking pretty good for a better part of the game the next week. The Colts defense for a 4-8-1 and one team, the Colts defense is no joke. They're a solid NFL defense. I trade them. One for one with the Vikings right now, and this would be a Super Bowl favorite. I firmly believe that. But I think with the factor of of it being a home game, those injured guys coming back for the Vikings, it's going to be a win, and the Vikings are going to clinch the division Saturday. That's what I think. I love that prediction. All right, so that's a preview. We're going to. That's my phone. Yeah. No, I can't. I can't talk to you now, Paris. I didn't mean it. It was just a joke. Just a joke. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Tell her I said hi. I will. I will do that when I call her back. Give me your number. She's worried about Ted. She's worried about her reputation getting tarnished by me. I mean, oh, fair. I mean, that's fair. Never mind those home movies. <laughs> All right. That's it for our preview. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with producers, millions, and trivia, and we'll wrap the show up. So long, Jack. Thanks for stopping by. My goodness. So many wonderful visitors coming over to see our little Rudolph. Thethan's greetings and congratulations! Well, thanks, Operation. Come on in. Well, thank you very kindly. Get over here. What we had is over. Uh Uh-huh. This is my family. Do you understand that? Okay. This is all I have. Oh, sure. Well, Operation has to leave now. Oh, already? Come on, stay a while. Okay, but... Ho, 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 ho. Well, Donna, where's the new member of the family? Great bouncing icebergs. What a bright and shiny nose. I might even say it glows. <laughs> well, I'd have to agree. I don't know. We are back with Brewster's Millions and Skull Vikings. Yeah! Thanks, Gabriel. We're back for Brewster's Millions. Ruby's going to go ahead and put the games that Drew gave me to bet on this week. I had a pretty good week last week. Ted, you're at 800 bucks. I'm at, I'm at 800 bucks, man. And week one, we were talking about getting you to 1,000. So you're right on the doorstep, buddy. So... You gave me Lions and Jets, no points, pick them. I'm going to put 100 bucks on the Lions. Really? Yeah, I am. 
Here's a big one. Chiefs at Texans. Minus 14 and a half. Chiefs favorites. I'm taking the Chiefs, and I'm putting 200 on the Chiefs. And the last one I'm going to bet on the last game is the Giants at Commanders. Commanders are four and a half point favorites. I'm going to bet 200 bucks on the Commanders. I think the Giants are kind of free falling. And every week, Drew gives me a, a he calls it his, his free prop bet. And, and this week, my free $25 Vikings prop bet is can the Vikings end the allowing 400 plus yards of offense versus an opponent? Colts offense over under 400 yards. I'm going to show faith in the Minnesota Vikings coaching staff that they will implement the changes that we discussed that they need to do, and they will hold the Colts offense to under 400 yards of offense. I'll just mark that as a loss right now. Anyway, so that's Drewster's Millions for this week. Let's see if I can get to 1000 bucks by the end of the year. All right, welcome to Toots' Trivia. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good, Toots'. Good. So this week, going along with our themes, we have Blank, the Red-Nosed Celebrity, Jeff Saturday's Days of the Week Compadres, and Colt's Picture Puzzles. Oh, this is going to be fun. I have a question. Who is the Red-Nosed Reindeer and who are the Brown-Nosed Reindeer? Wait, wait, wait. What's Brown-Nosed Reindeer? (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) Which one is plural? Yeah, you know who you are. All right, whatever. Brown-Noser. Why is bra plural? Or panties (laughs) plural and bra singular? Never mind. Okay. All right, Blank the Red-Nosed Celebrity. This is basically exactly what it says. You have to name the celebrity with the red nose. And for 100, name the celebrity. Sean Penn. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 100 for the brown nosers. For 200, name the celebrity famous person. I would say that's not Steve Martin. That's the first thing I thought of was Steve Martin, but his face is too skinny. Yeah. Jeez, I don't know. Terrifying Halloween mask. It's very cool looking, though, isn't it? <laughs> Great job, Toonses. <laughs> I, I don't know. You got I don't it. know either. I think Toonses is getting the points on this. That is Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> the red-nosed Bill Clinton. Oh, Bill Clinton. All right. All right. For 300. Oh, that's King Charles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Red nose Prince Charles. He's the king now. He is, isn't he? Yeah, he is. That's right. Okay, so the next one is Jeff Saturday's Days of the Week Compadres. And this is basically just other people with names that are either their first name or last name is a day of the week. Oh, okay. And this could be anybody. This could be sports, movies, singing, anything. So okay. for 100. This safety place for the Saints played for Auburn from 18 to 21. That would be uh, something Monday. Yes. DB, I think. Last name is Monday. It is. That should be a, that should be good enough. I'll give it to you. Smoke Monday. We had him on a draft thing for Vikings Report. Did you? Yeah. All right, for 200. This is a long one. That's what she said. Rick Monday. <laughs> That's Rick Monday. Ted. Good job. He saved that guy from burning the flag. Yeah, he sure did. Yep. Good All right. Good job, All right. Rick I wasn't job, sure Ted. if you guys were going to know who that is. Okay. Last one. Name this Japanese-American actor, singer, and songwriter. Best known for being a pioneer of the acid jazz movement in Japan in the early 1990s. I'm, I'm going to say her name's Suzanne Monday. No, I didn't think you guys were going to get this one. But thank you, Dave Stefano, who helped me with this one. That is Monday. Michiru. Thanks, Dave. Gesundheit. Dave Stefano coming through, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Dave, for helping me. Okay, everybody's favorite picture puzzles. These are all <laughs> Colts' current players. And either of us could win. So for 100, name the player. T. 
Golf? Money? Oh, uh, Quentin Buckner. <laughs> no. Spell it out. Come on, guys. Wait. Um, Quit? Quentin Nelson. No. Quint Ball? Quinty? Quint Quinty Pay! Yes! Quinty Pay! Good job. How did you not get that right away, Drew? Oh, that's funny. Name the player. Cold. <laughs> Ray Raymond. Khalif Raymond? No. No. Something, something Raymond. Man. Something Ray Raymond. Ray Raymond, yeah. Is that holy water? Yes, but it has a specific name. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Bernard Raymond. Raymond! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Offensive tackle, Ted. Well, it's Bernard Raymond, Raymond. But close enough. I'm going to give myself half of that because I helped you. All right. Okay. All right, for 300. This could this could tie it up if you get this. EJ Pokehead. EJ Ngakwe. Is that Jay Leno? What the hell happened to Jay Leno? Look at that guy, Ted. EJ something... EJ, EJ Strowman? Strowman? Drew said his name during the preview. I know. I did? You did. EJ. What is that? Coke. <laughs> EJ Cocaine. What else could it be? <laughs> EJ Druggy. It is not EJ Coke. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it? Oh, I know what it is. What? It's EJ Dr Drew's apartment in 1985. <laughs> <laughs> that is EJ Speed, you idiots. <laughs> All right, we tied. we tied. Yeah, we tied this week. We uh, tied. I think that might be one of the first times we have tied, but thanks for playing. We'll see you next week. Oh, oh so another welcome. tremendous, tremendous, tremendous trivia. <laughs> All right, Ruby mentioned our buddy Dave earlier. He sent us this, this pretty cool thing. We have become the second highest rated Vikings fan-based podcast on YouTube in terms of, of subscription. There's only one ahead of us. There are several others ahead of us, but those are all Traditional media outlets like KFAN or Score North or the Vikings official account. We are the number two fan-based Vikings YouTube account. Thank you so much for that. That's because you guys tune in and watch and listen and interact and play our contests and watch our live show with our buddy Chris. And thank you, Drew, for making your idea come to life and Ruby for, for giving it life. And I'm happy to be part of it. And, and I can't wait to see where we go from here. But for now, we'll try to do better the next time. And uh, Drew, take us home. Please like and subscribe to our show, and thank you again for all the support and getting the numbers where they're at. We really like talking to you guys during the live show. We have prizes during the live show because we like to give back. Ted, I want to take one second to give a shout-out to Coach Mike Leach that we lost last Monday. I watch a lot of college football, maybe more college football than pro football, and that guy over the years has been just a tremendous innovator in offense, tremendous head coach, whether, you know, back Michigan State or whatever, or Texas Tech, Mississippi State, and I think Washington State with Minchu. You know, six quarterbacks, six of the all-time quarterbacks, three of them played for Mike. And he died very suddenly of a heart attack. Not only a football coach, that guy was quite the character, Ted. So I'm going to interview with, with uh, Jeremy Schapp, and they were talking about football, and all of a sudden he went into something about pirates. And he has all this incredible knowledge about pirates. And he knows about, you know, Bigfoot, aliens. He has a law degree. Some people think he's a little quirky, but I, I enjoyed everything to do with Mike Leach. And he brought a lot to college football and Mike Leach is going to be very missed. And I was really saddened to hear about that. And uh, I just want to give him a shout out from our show because we love football, Ted. Other than that, we will see you guys after the big Colts win. Tomorrow we'll be live after the Vikings game. Come join us. You can spin the wheel of destiny with Toonses. We're going to have a good time. Thanks again for the great job tonight, Ted. You're the best host in the business. Toonses, we'd be nothing without you. And uh, say good night, Ted.
Good night, Ted.